0: Well, it's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. You know, I, I, look, at the, I look at the church as a filling station to where we come and, and just get full so we can go out in the world and, and minister the love of Jesus. And, and uh, you know, I, I believe we've got a great assignment. You know, we're to love God. We're to love people and we're to make disciples. And I believe that's our great uh, commission to do that. Uh, You know, I just want to tell you just a little bit. We know a lot of people here at the Palace of Praise and and, uh, we're thankful to uh, be planted here and we really feel we're planted here. You know, the Bible said those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish, and and I look to flourish, don't you? But you know, my wife, Janet, will you stand up, Janet? That's my wife of 46 years. She's my soulmate, lover. And uh, just to tell you uh, just a little bit about us, we love God. And uh, we're God seekers, we're God chasers And uh, it is a privilege to be in the palace of praise You know, I've, I've pastored a congregation for right at 29 years And about three years ago uh, God really began to lay it upon my heart That, you know, I was going to be stepping down And uh, the, the funny thing about it God put in my spirit the palace of praise. Long time ago, three years ago, and and we talked about it. We we talked about it, and Janet she was kind of hesitant a little bit. But you know, the first service she came, she said it feels like home. Hallelujah. And uh, but I knew that time was coming, and and uh, you know uh, I had never been in the palace, Pastor. Ken, I'd, I'd never come into a service here. I've heard you online, but I never, never come into a service here. But man, when God puts something in your heart, and and it just won't let go, you know, you, you as the children of God need to pay attention when God really bursts something inside of you. So we're just we're thrilled. Um, we've made a decision. You know, this is where God is planting us and. And uh, I count it an honor tonight to to just share uh, the word of the Lord. Now, tonight I was praying uh, today and, you know, my prayer was this. I don't want you to, I want you to hear from heaven tonight. I don't want so much for you to hear me. I want you to hear from heaven. We need fresh manna from heaven. Can you say amen? I was listening to... uh, Pastor Kent, online Sunday, we went back to the church that we pastored for in this building for 20 years, and just loved on the people and just wanted to, you know, I I, I hadn't been back and I wanted them to know I loved them, and uh, that's what made it such a hard decision. We loved the people there, so we went back and we just blessed them, and they were glad, uh, you know, glad to see us, and and uh, but I have a peace now. That they're in the, the greatest care. They're in the hands of God. And I have a, a great piece about that. So we're just honored to, to be a part, uh, come and be a part of the Palace of Praise. This is a great church. I believe what uh, Pastor was ministering uh, Sunday, and I'm hoping my message today will intertwine with that. You know, he was talking about the care of God and the love of God, and man, does God care for us. How he loves his church. And uh, the word that the Lord, I believe I have, uh, you know, the word of the Lord for tonight. And uh, I just pray that you hear from heaven because if you just hear me, you know, I didn't do my job. So I I pray that you'll really hear from heaven tonight. Hear something that can uh, make a deposit in your life and it'll be good for you. Amen. Amen. I like amen, so come on now. Uh, you know, I want to. I want to talk first of all. And I want to set a stage tonight for this message. I'm not going to stay on this long. I'm going to turn it. But we're living in trying times, very difficult times, and uh, our faith is being tried. And the trying of our faith worketh patience. The Amplified says that that. The the proving of our faith brings uh, steadfastness. And and if there ever is a time that we as a church and the the body of of Christ need to be steadfast, unshakable, unmovable, it's in this day and in this hour in which we live right now. How many of you can say amen? Man, I I, I don't want to be shaken by anything. And I believe that, that the reality is that we don't have to be. We, you know, I, I was telling Randy when uh, Sister Bebe asked, asked me to uh, open in prayer. Man, this old preacher that's been preaching a long time was so nervous. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking, where is this coming from? And I told, I told Randy, I said, man, I was, I was nervous. And he said, well, I couldn't tell. Well, you should have been in my shoes. I was shaking a little bit. <laughs> but you know, uh, God will bring you through. God will help you if you'll just take a stand and do what God wants you to do, amen? So we're living in trying times and, and uh, you know, Paul had great revelation and in 2 Timothy chapter three. He said, know this also that in the last days perilous times shall come he didn't say they they might come he didn't say if you know if it if circumstances work this way they'll come no he said perilous times shall come and church i want to talk just a moment and and just bring you in remembrance of the day and the hour in which we're living and then we'll just kind of turn it what about this coronavirus that's going around Can I I tell you this? That didn't catch God off surprise. And it shouldn't have caught us off surprise because Jesus talked in Matthew uh, 24 and he said that in these last days there's going to be pestilence. There's going to be these things that happen and we should be not caught off guard. My sister, I, I have a sister who lives up in Farmington. She sent me a marquee that uh, uh, church had up and and it said, I wanna be like Saul on the road to Damascus. (laughs) And I thought, glory to God, amen. Uh, I've got one thing to say about that coronavirus and, and, and boy, it's important what we say, amen. And I wanna say this, it will pass too in the name of Jesus. Come on church, it will pass too. Glory to God. You know, David said this. He said, I was young, now I'm old. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. God will not forsake his own. I'm I'm here to tell you and here to preach about it a little bit tonight. But what about this coronavirus? Well, this will pass. What about what's going on in Washington, D.C.? It's a mess, isn't it? What about all abortion that's going on in this country? We're living in perilous times. What about all the innocent blood that is crying out before our God? What about this gender uh, crisis? There is a gender crisis in our, in our country. You know, I, I, I'll give a little praise report real quick. There was a lady that was caught up in this uh, lifestyle. And my wife, she, uh, she has a lot of uh, she had a lot of uh, women's meetings and things. And God led her to put uh, little uh, sayings in and everybody picked out one, just, just a word. And uh, this lady came, invited by uh, another uh, of her friends, and she pulled out honor. She pulled out that word Honor. And, and I want to tell you, it's, it takes one word of the Holy Ghost to get a hold of somebody. And she realized that her life was not being honor uh, to God. And uh, she came to church and I, you know, we was ministering. I looked out at her and man, the Holy Ghost was all over her and she was weeping and she turned and give her life to God and she come out of that lifestyle. Come on church, can you hear what I'm saying? Man, there's power. There's power in the, in the God that we serve and, and what, a, what a wonderful thing. You know, people need God. We've, we, it is our greatest hour, church. If we can see in this day, it is our greatest hour to reach out to a dying and lost world. What about the mass killings that we're seeing throughout uh, our nation? I, I never would believe that we'd see such a thing in, in our country? What about unrest in our world and violence and, and the hatred that we're seeing today in the world? I mean, people are just full of hatred. You know, it's, the time, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for us as the church to share what God uh, shed abroad in our heart called the love of God. And I'm telling you, man, it is our hour and our time for us to share the love of God to a dying and lost world on our jobs. Do people see the love of God? When you're in Walmart, I I remember in, uh, boy, I feel full tonight. Maybe, Maybe God had this set up about this team not being here tonight, I don't know. I feel good tonight. I feel full tonight. Hallelujah. How do you feel tonight? Anybody feel good in here tonight? Man, we're in God's house. We ought to feel good. Well, I, you know, uh, where was I before I got off on that? Preach on. Just go ahead and preach on. The hatred that we're seeing, we got great opportunities to share the love of God. That's what it was shed abroad in our hearts for. 2 Timothy three and 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 uh, thirteen it says evil men will wax worse and worse. We shouldn't be caught off guard concerning this. Second uh, Thessalonians two three it says talks about a falling away, and uh, I think of other scriptures where it says some are going to depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, because of you know the. Uh, the love for pleasure, there's gonna be those that their love for God is is growing cold. But how many of you say, it's not gonna happen to me? Come on church, come on. But you know, we as a church have something to say about that. You know, we was in uh, the Sunday school here and we were talking about the, you know, the lesson was on the second coming of God, of Christ. And uh, I made a little comment, I said, you know, we still have opportunity to work. We still have opportunity to labor. And, and uh, I believe her name was uh, Joanne. She says, what about these people that haven't been back to church? You know, we need to, we need to uh, look out for some of these. I heard what Pastor Kent said, made uh, some statistic that 40% of the people would not be We got something to say about that church. We can reach out and, and, and uh, get on a telephone or go by and, and, and uh, minister to him and encourage them. We're our brother's keeper. Amen? Amen. Amen. Second 2 Timothy 4.4 four talks about a, a turning away from truth. I, I want to tell you, Zach, Sunday night had a word. He had a word Sunday night about all the voices. I've, I've preached that. All the voices out there. And and Paul talked and had this revelation of something uh, of the day in which we're living. He had the revelation that, you know, they were gonna be those that turned from the truth and, uh, you know, turned to, to fables and, and, and man-made teachings. You know, I always say it like this, teacher, teacher, itch my ear and tell me what I wanna hear. You know, what I love about this church is these pastors right here don't only tell us what we like to hear, they tell us what we need to hear. And it brings forth the fruits of righteousness. The, The correction of the word of God is so important, but you know, there's so many nowadays, they don't want to hear the correction of God. I believe we're going to see a grand finale before we get out of here. God said he would pour out his spirit in these last days upon all flesh. I'm looking, we need an outpouring of the spirit of God. We need a move of God in our country. I mean just an outpouring and you know, I just just believe that we're going to see it. I'm hooking up with pastor's vision about this place, and I know God's hand is on this this place. I'm I'm believing that God has chosen this place. I'm believing that. Glory to God. But I want to turn this and get off of that. We all understand that, but I just wanted to bring that home. We're living in perilous times. But I wanna, you know, I like to title a a message and and, uh, I've entitled this Emmanuel. Do you know what that means, interpreted? God with us. God with us. And God is with us in these last days. It's a powerful thing when you think about it, but. I want us to. I want to just go through a few things right here, and I, I want to encourage you concerning your faith this morning. And I I really believe that that there's a lot of people today out there. They're they're living in fear. They're, you know, they're they're allowing uh, the spirit of fear to torment them concerning this this time right now. And uh, I've dealt with fear in my life, but I understand this God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a sound mind. Come on. And and God does not want us to operate in in, uh, that fear because, man, that's a tormenting spirit. Wants to steal your peace. And, uh, you know, there is a peace that passes all understanding. It's able to keep our hearts and our minds through Christ. How many of you are thankful for the peace of God right now? I, I'm thankful for the peace of God. Glory to God. In Colossians 1.16, it says all things were created by God and for God. I want to run through a few things with you quickly. Mankind was created, we were created to commune and to fellowship with God. That's that's why God created us, that we might have a union, that we might have a, a, a relationship, that we might fellowship with our creative God. Adam and Eve communed with God, fellowshiped with God. But something happened when God placed them in the garden. There was a breach There was a a separation of that fellowship and it was all because of disobedience. Disobedience took place in that garden. How many of you can say amen? Genesis 2, 16 and 17 says, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest of it, Thou shalt surely die. And I wanna stop right there. Oh, church, the power of right and wrong decisions. The power of right and wrong decisions. Adam and Eve chose what was wrong, Made made a wrong decision. Man, there is consequences to the choices that we make. Our decisions today mold our tomorrows. Consequences. Their very decision affected all of us. Amen. You know when you when you begin to think about what took place, Deuteronomy thirty and nineteen shared it many times. God set before you life and death, blessing, and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. They had an opportunity to choose life and blessing. But Adam and Eve made a decision that affected all of us. They chose death and the curse. But here's the good news, and, and man, there's good news in the gospel, isn't it? We serve a way maker. I'm telling you, we serve a way maker. And uh, he made a way for us. Did you know the scripture, and I know you know it. The Bible says that, that, that Christ was slain from the foundation of the earth. God made a way for us, church. Now, I'm thankful. How about you? You thankful for that? God made a way for us. He's the way maker. You know, I've, uh, I've learned through the years, you know, we gotta be real careful when we preach about faith and not... Not bring it to the place where you, you know, people think that faith is going to get you out of every situation that you face in life. One of the things that I've 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 learned is God doesn't always bring you out of the fiery furnace. God doesn't always take you out of the lion's den. But how many of you know God's going to be with you through it all? Come on. God will be with you in it. And, and sometimes the faith that we have carries us through the very things that we face in life. And many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us from them all. He's a way maker, church. I, I, I thank God for, you know, the greatest two verses I know in the scriptures of John 3:16, verse 17. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And he didn't send Jesus to condemn us. He sent Jesus that we might be saved. Can you say amen? He didn't send Jesus to condemn us, church. I've always preached that, man, when you mess up, there's grace to get up. Come on. When you mess up, and I've messed up. I've messed up in my life. But thank God for that grace that's, and that mercy that's there every day. You know, I hear people say a lot of times, Well, we're not perfect, and I agree, but you can't use that as an excuse to live any way you want to live. Come on. If you mess up, get up. There's grace to do that, amen? So, you know, Christ made a way. You know, he bore our law curse that we might receive the faith blessings that are out there. You know, all the promises of God are received by faith. And, and he paid the price, hung on that tree for you and I, that, that we might receive the blessings, that we might receive the favor of God. Some say, what are you ministering about today? I'm ministering the fact that God is with us. He's with us, church. Galatians three thirteen and 14, He said, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every man that hangeth on, on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of, of the Spirit through faith. I heard one of our pastors say, use this verse the other day, Romans 5 and, and 8, it says, But God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Man, I wanna tell you, you know, we have an opportunity uh, as a church to share the love of God and, uh, you know, the world needs to see God's love and it it, it should be manifesting through us. One of the results of being born again is justification by faith. Justification by faith. When God just cancels all your debt, glory to God. Romans 5, one and two, and this is the heart of really what I believe God would have me to share tonight. Romans 5, one and two, it says, therefore being justified By faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen carefully. By whom also we have access or we have an entrance by faith into this grace or this favor or this blessing wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We have access in, in, these, in this uh, troubling days, we have access to the grace of God, to the favor of God. Yes. Come, on. Come on. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And, and, and I'm here to share with you today, we need the grace of God. We we need his favor. We need his blessing to reach out and touch a dying world. It's going to take the power of God to turn this thing around, and we're going to need some favor. Amen. I want uh, I want to uh, go to uh, a passage of scripture found in in. Uh, In Psalms chapter chapter five, and I hope this is okay tonight, pastors. Psalms five and verse 12 it says, "For thou, Lord will bless the righteous with favor, thou wilt compass him as, as with a shield." The amplified I love the amplified Uh, in this verse, it says this. For you, Lord, will bless the uncompromisingly righteous, him who is upright and in right standing with you. As with the shield, you will surround him with goodwill, pleasure, and favor. Do you realize in this time right now, we have the favor of God and and we are surrounded by his goodness, his favor? I'm telling you, we are covered with the blessings of God. Even in the midst of this pandemic, come on, God's favor is upon us. We should not fear. Listen, I wanna tell you, if we go by the way of the grave, we graduate. You know, we have a, we have a son that has, has went on to be with the Lord, rocked our world. But God taught me some things and about death and, and I wanna tell you something. Heaven looks at a, a death of a believer a lot different, come on, a lot different than we do. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. To live is is Christ, to die is gain. We graduate, if we get out of here, we're graduating. It's gonna be better over there. We'll be in the full care of our Heavenly Father, come on. Man, God looks at death different than what we do. When Jesus came, he took us from failure to favor. I don't know about you before I give my life to God I was mixed up in all kinds of stuff and my life was a big failure but God come on he reached down and touched me and changed my life and I became a new creature in Christ Jesus and I can't ever give him enough praise come on I, I love this praise team I, I mean I, if I could dance I'd get with them I mean they, they get it rolling Pastor Kent said man I, I don't, I, he, he told me he said I didn't know if I was going to get to preach Sunday I love those services don't you watch out I used to run aisles I don't know I'm getting a little older. I guess I'm a little, I can do it a little slower, I guess. The favor of God. The favor of God. We're in perilous times, but Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He took us from the old life to the good life. How many of you are having a good time serving God? Man, I'm I'm having the time of my life serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's blessed us so much that I could never give him all praise that he deserves. Come on. But we'll have throughout eternity to do that, won't we? Claim the favor of God. Uh, there's, There's something about activating your faith. We need to activate our faith for the favor of God. Speak favor over this house right here. I was listening to our dear sister last week. Man, I believe that was a God message. Last Wednesday, when she was talking about uh, this house being paid off. Man, I want to tell you something. Uh, I believe in being a doer, not just a hearer. And I've been praying ever since and believing God for this place to be paid off. Come on. There was a, you know, I pastored a, a lot smaller church than this church right here. But I was called out one time by a, a minister and he told me, he said, uh, man, there's gonna be a, a large offering come in. Well, praise God. I, uh, Brother pastors, I, I just, I thought that, yeah, i received that. About Three days later, we were in a, a unity meetings with some other churches in our town. And About three, three days later, in one of the meetings, I had a lady come up to me and she said, God told me to give unto your church $100,000. Come on. And uh, I thought, okay. Of course, I'm from Missouri. You show me, you know. I've had had people say, man, God told me to come in this house and you don't ever see him again. But uh, uh, I'm I'm here to testify that a check came in to the church for $100,000. God is able, if we believe, God is able to do above and beyond the things that we ask or even think. And I believe God wants this church paid off. Hallelujah. How many of you are going to believe God? Do you know faith has a voice? I was listening to a dear sister talk about that. She said, when I start coming up this driveway, I'm gonna thank God for this place being paid off. I thought, that's faith talk, man. That is faith talk. Faith has a voice. Claim favor for your, for your ministry. Claim favor for your marriage. Favor on your job. Favor on your finances. But make sure you're, you're not robbing God. Make sure you're not cursing yourself. Pay your tithes. It belongs to God. It's not ours. Have favor. Believe believe God for favor. We can claim favor throughout our life and it's based on the word of God. But but you know, we got to activate that faith to believe for that. You got to activate your faith. To 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 believe for that, activate your faith. Are you are you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Then activate your faith to believe God for some things in your life. You know we live in the days that we need the favor of God. In Psalms twenty seven, man, this verse I've I, I know these pastors have ministered it. But this is a a psalm of of David, uh, Psalms 27, verse 13 and 14. You know, I I told uh, Pastor Kent, I only knew one man that could quote scripture like that pastor, and that was Jimmy Dunn. Leroy, you remember Jimmy Dunn? I, I mean, man, he could quote the scripture and and uh, I I told him I said I've I've only known one person I've got a good memory it's just short (laughs) you know and I I I have to write things down a lot you know to just remember things my wife says do you remember that? I said no sometimes it's selective memory David said these words and I want to I want you to hear this, and we're going we're gonna to gather around and pray. This is something I certainly believe in, something we've done as a church. Is, man, I believe. You know, I, I, we spent a week in Brownsville, uh, John Kilpatrick's church there in Pensacola, Florida, and we just wanted to go see what God was doing. And uh, I asked God uh, before we went, I said, uh, Show me some things. And sometime, maybe I'll have an opportunity to share some of the things they were, it was key things God showed me for them to carry revival. If a church is gonna have revival, they've gotta be able to carry it. Come on. I believe this, I believe this church God has chosen to carry revival. Come on. David said this, he said, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Can we exercise our faith and believe that 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 God's going to do some good things in these last days in the land of the living? He's talking about here on the planet earth. God is more than able to do good things here in 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 this world in which we live. David was going through some things. I believe it was when he was pursued by the king and He was, you know, he was uh, running for his life. You know, I I just believe that was the time he penned this. I I had fainted unless I believed. To see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait, now this is so powerful. If you're going through something, I wanna tell you something. All we gotta learn to do is wait upon the Lord. All we gotta do is learn to wait because the Bible says that he will strengthen our hearts. Listen to what it says. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, upon the Lord. We have reason to take courage in this time because God, if we're weak in, in spirit, God will strengthen us. He'll strengthen our hearts, amen? Faith keeps us from fainting. Keeps us hoping and praying and waiting. We wait on the Lord by faith and prayer. Be of good courage, verse 14 says. In other words, let our hearts be fixed, trusting in God. Let none of these things move us. Don't let anything move you in this day and in this hour, in these perilous times. I mean, God has set our feet upon a rock. He's put a song in our hearts, and don't be shaken off of that rock. How many of you know Jesus is the rock that we stand on? Come on. We got time to pray tonight. And I pray that you. Know, it was my prayer that you hear from heaven. That you hear from heaven tonight and grab something that you can use out of this tonight, an encouragement. God is with us in this time, in this hour. Pastor, he cares for us like you was preaching Sunday. He loves us. He cares. So much that he sent his son I was thinking when he was hanging on that cross, he was thinking of us. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight?